thought because it was Oscar night tonight, we would do an Oscar-style welcome to everyone this morning. Cue the music, please. Just come You're supposed to sort of be getting into the mood. Jigging, maybe. Bit of a clap. Okay. I'd first like to welcome this morning the first Cotton and Rainbows. And the second Cotton and Rainbows. I'd then like to welcome the first Cotton Brownies. And the second Cotton Brownies. Followed by the third Cotton Brownies. It's quite tiring that you get out of breath when you're walking up and down and talking. I'd now like to welcome the first Cotton Guys. And the second Cotton Guys. First Willingham guys. Welcome, welcome. And then the Willingham senior section. Oh, they've got arm waving. I'd like to welcome them again so they can wave their arms again. Wonderful. Okay. And the Truffle Guild. Chris, the Truffle Guild. There's one. Wonderful. A big welcome for the one. Okay. I'd also like to welcome all children and young people. Wonderful. And I'd like to welcome all adults. And I'd like to welcome everyone else. Have we covered everyone? I think we can cut the music. That's just too tiring by far. No wonder they only have it once a year, isn't it? Anyway, because it's the Oscars... I'm going to do an Oscar quiz. Do you like quizzes? No. No. A big cheer would be encouraging for me, but don't worry about... Excellent, brilliant. Okay. The Oscar quiz is quite simple. I'm going to read out a question. There's going to be three answers, A, B, C. You just have to guess which is the right answer. The quiz is, how old was that Oscar winner? You don't have to know. You don't even have to pretend to understand. You just have to choose A, B, or C. Quite simple. That's what I did in all my exams. Oh, no, you shouldn't say that. Okay. Right, I didn't do very well, by the way, so you need to really learn when you're doing exams. Anyway, stop talking. Okay, if you think the answer is A... No, I'd like you to make an Oscar noise. A is... Ooh! Thanks, Emma. B is... Ah. And C is bravo. Do they do that? So, if you think the answer is A, if you think it's B, and if you think it's C, wonderful. You're going to do that all together, so the loudest one, you know. Okay, first question. The oldest ever female winner of an Academy Award was Jessica Tandy, who won an Oscar for Best Actress in a Leading Role 
for her role in Driving Miss Daisy. Some of you might remember that. Probably not many here, but some. But how old was she? Was she A, 85 years old? Ooh. Was she B, 76 years old? Ooh. Or was she C, 80 years old? What do you think it was? A, B or C? Give me your answer now. <laughs> Okay, I think that was an ah, which was probably B, 76 years old. If you said that, I'm afraid you were wrong. She was 80 years old. Well done. Okay, question number two. In the same category, Henry Fonda was the Oscar winner for best male in a lead role. In his role on Golden Pond in 1981, some of you will remember that. Probably not many here. Good, yep. Okay, but how old was he? Was he A, 66 years old? All the sixes, 66, probably shouldn't do that here. Was he B, 76 years old? Or was he C, 89 years old? A, B or C? Your answers, please. would be A, which was 66, which I'm afraid is wrong. He was actually 76. That was B. Okay. Okay, next one. Eddie Redmayne won this same award last year. That's not that long ago, is it? We can remember that, maybe. For his role in The Theory of Everything. Great film. He was one of the youngest winners of this award ever. How old was he? A, 33 years old. B, 26 years old. Or C, 41. So young. What do we think, A, B or C? Answers, please. I go for R, 33 years old. Correct! Yes! Or is that wrong? I can't remember. Anyway, okay. Question number four. The youngest ever winner of an Academy Award was Tatum O'Neill for her role in Paper Moon in 1973. Some of you will remember that. Not many here, I don't think. Okay, but how old was she? She has held the record, just as an aside, she's held the record for the youngest ever winner for 42 years. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Okay, was she A? What's A again? Ooh. Let's go with ooh. Was she A, eight years old? Eight. Eight. Who's eight here? Oh, a few of you. Was she your age when she won an award? Was she B, ten years old? Or was she seen 19 years old? The youngest ever winner. Give me your answer now. (laughs) 
can see is... I think it was an ooh. But that's not the correct answer. The correct answer would have been ah. Ten years old. She was ten years old. Can you imagine? Okay. Final, final one. Christopher Plummer is the oldest ever winner of an Academy Award when he won Best Actor in a Supporting Role in 2011 in the film Beginners. I'd never heard of that film. Have you? On Netflix. Brilliant. Maybe I'll watch it later. Okay, how old was he? Was he? A. 96 years old. (gasps) B. 89 years old or C, 82 years old. The oldest ever winner. Please, your answers now. Okay, okay. It's just hurting now. It's just hurting. The answer was... Bravo. 82 years old. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, we look at these people who are film stars, we watch cartoons, we see people on telly, and we see people winning these awards, and we think they must be really special. They're really amazing. All these people are clapping them and cheering them. They must be amazing people. Do you know what, though? I read something the other day that says this. It says, Before God made the morning stars to shine, before he made the seas, before he made the mountains, before he made anything at all, God did something. What? He loved you. And he chose you as his own. I think that's amazing. That's what it says in the Bible. We may think these people at the Oscars are brilliant and wonderful. And yes, they are. But so are you. And so am I. Every single one of us. Because before anything was made, God loved us. And he still does. We're going to sing a song this morning. Some of you, if you've ever been here before, might know it. If you don't know it, that's fine. Just enjoy listening to the rest of us trying to sing it, it'll be amazing. Do you know, as we gather here this morning, we really are a little bit of a funny mixture of people. You might say, speak for yourself, Kate, and that's fair enough. But you know, we're different ages, we're different genders, we're different backgrounds, we come from different families. Some of us are here for the very first time, some of us come here every week, some of us come here occasionally, We're a mixture of all sorts of people. And, you know, that's why it's good to be here. Because we're connecting with lots of different ages and different people who we wouldn't normally connect with. If you go to different clubs, you're normally there with people of your own age. If you go to different things, you normally go with friends of your own age or people you're with a lot. But we all gather lots of different people of different ages. And, you know, that's what the focus of this year's Thinking Day has been about as well, or is it known as World Thinking Day now? I'm not really sure, but 
Thinking Day, World Thinking Day. For those of you who don't know, who maybe aren't in the Girl Guides or Girl Scouts or have I said the right thing? Excellent, she's doing well. For those of you who don't know, World Thinking Day was a day that was started in 1926. Some of us might remember that. Not think many of us here will, maybe, I don't know. 1926, it was started on the mutual birthdays of Lord Baden-Powell and Lady Olive Baden-Powell. It was designed to engage girl guides and girl scouts to think about each other. Not only people next to them, but people across the globe, sisters and brothers across the globe. And if you, World Thinking Day was Monday, wasn't it? And if you saw anything that was happening, you'd see lots of things that were happening around the world of people celebrating how they connected with each other. Because this year's theme was connecting, connecting with each other, connecting with our friends, connecting with ourselves, connecting with our world. And how those connections made us into the very best people that we could be, those who supported us. And, you know, today as we gather of people of all different backgrounds and ages and genders, although there's quite a lot of women here, I have to say, and families, it's really good that we can connect with each other, that we can not only sit next to people, but hopefully afterwards we can chat to each other and find out a little bit about each other. But also we can gather together to thank God for each other because God wants us to have these connections too. So we're going to start doing this by inviting some of the rainbows and guides and brownies up to read a poem that they've got for us. So if anyone's got a bit of poem that they're going to read, please do come up and join me. Are we starting here and moving along the line? Wonderful. Unrehearsed? That's what we like. Excellent. Who's starting? If you just pass them, hold the microphone near to your mouth, and speak, it'll all go brilliantly. When you first come into guiding, you will feel a spark ignite. And from then on, it's up to you to grow your guiding light. If you are a happy rainbow, your guiding light will glow. And each time you're kind and helpful, your light will grow and grow. If you're a helpful guide, keeping every girl guide law, your guiding light will grow much stronger and support you more and more. If you reach the senior section, looking wider every day, your guiding light will guide you as your journey on the way. If you are now a leader, then your guiding light will be the light that shine on others to share the vision that you see. You shine it bright for rainbows to find their pot of gold. You shine it bright for brownies, adventures to unfold. You shine it bright for guides, to go for it and grow. 
You shine it bright for senior section to guide them to and fro. You shine it bright for other leaders to kindle friendships old and new. And you shine it bright just for yourself to show your guidings true. Now last of all the Trefold Guild, the ones who guide forever. They shine their light for everyone, they volunteer together. But they no longer hold a candle, for they're just in it for the lark. And they've been guiding for so long that they just glow in the dark. <laughs> Wonderful. Can we have another round of applause for all those? Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's great to have all those connections with the different ages all being involved in the same thing together. It's great to be able to work alongside different people. I'd like to invite someone up in a moment from our church, who some of you may know in the Brownian Guide Leaders. I'm not sure, because she used to be a Brownie and a guide. And a rainbow. Oh, wonderful. I'd like to invite Lydia, Lydia Newton, up. Lydia, I'm inviting Lydia up because maybe she'll make it to the end of the service. I'm not sure, but at some point she has to go because she is flying to Djibouti in East Africa this afternoon for five weeks. Do you want to tell us just what you're uh, going to be um, doing? So I'm going to be volunteering at a school and library in Djibouti, which is northeast Africa. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, are you nervous? Uh, a bit. Or are you more nervous standing up here? <laughs> a bit, yeah. <laughs> I will be. You're next to me, you see. Lydia's going off, and she'll be away for five weeks, and it's very exciting for her, but it's also... Not without its worries and dangers. So we're going to pray for Lydia, that she has a great time, that she enjoys herself, and um, that she's kept safe. So if you join me, let's just pray for Lydia. Father God, we want to thank you that as we all gather together, we can not just think about ourselves, we can think about other people. And we thank you that in doing this, Lydia finds herself going to Africa, to Djibouti, and we thank you that she's got five weeks away to make new relationships, to build new friendships, to work with different people. We just pray, Lord, that you would protect her and keep her safe in her travels and while she's over there. And we pray, Lord, that um, as she's there with lots of different people, that she'd be able to um, show them who you are, that she'd show them through the way she acts and the kindness she has and the things that she does, that you are living in her. Lord, we thank you for her and we pray you'd surround her with your care and love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just encourage Lydia with We wanted to do that because obviously Lydia's flying off later and we won't um, see her again until she gets back and tells us all about what has been happening. And you know, it's good today to think about people of different ages and backgrounds. That's what God calls us to do, to think about each other and to look after each other and to care for each other, which I guess most of us would say we do. Who cares for their friends and looks after their friends? Do you? Yeah. You see, we do, don't we? Because we like them and we want to help them. You know, one of the trouble I find is that when we're younger and when we're little, although people care for us and they do look after us, they sort of see us in a bit of a different way. Some of the adults see the children and younger people in a bit of a different way to they see other adults. You know, 
when I was little, I was seen in a bit of a different way in my family, probably because I was a bit strange, but I was seen in a bit of a different way. I used to do things in my family that no one else could do. For instance, when we were driving to the shops, I don't know whether this has ever happened to you when you're little, we'd drive around the car park and there were no parking spaces. And then suddenly one would appear in the distance. And my dad would say, quick, Kate, you're the smallest. Get out of the car and run into the space and don't let anyone in. It's all right, because you're little, they won't run you down. So I would, like, run to the space and I'd stand there going, it's our car parking space, I'm so frightened. And I'd be there and I'd have to save the space because I was little. And when you're little, you get asked to do things that no adult in their right mind would think of doing. Another thing that I did when I was little is I had to pretend sometimes, I don't know whether anyone else has ever done this, that I was younger and smaller than I was so that as a family we could get like a bit of a cheap ticket when we were going somewhere. No, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But that's something you shouldn't say in church. And so I'd like have to walk along like this. I'm really tiny. I'm only really two. And we'd get in a bit cheap. It was great. But not like adults in their right mind would do that, would they? Also, when I was little, I had a great childhood, loved it. Also, when I was little, I had to sometimes, you know, climb under toilet doors or through tiny windows to try and open things that no one else could open. Anyone else ever done that because they're little? Yeah. Some people, when they're adults, maybe do that. I don't know. But, you know, when you're little, sometimes you're treated in a bit of a different way to when you're an adult. And sometimes people are just waiting for you to get a bit older until they can treat you in the same way that they treat other adults. Often we're told when we're little, we're asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you're older? We're asked that quite a lot which is really good, and it's a lot of fun, and it's good to think about what you want to do. But actually, when you're little, you're just as important when you're little as when you're older. And we don't always have to wait till when we're older to be able to be loved and appreciated by everyone. And that's something we're asked to do for each other, whether we're old or young. I've got a song. Some of you might know it. Did anyone ever come to Holiday Club that it was here? If you came to Holiday Club, you'll know this song. If you go anywhere else, you might know it as well. It's called Be Kind and Compassionate to One Another. It's got some actions which I will attempt to show you. However, I may have forgotten something. Does anyone want to help me? I'm looking at Emma. She's trying to hide. Yeah, come on, Emma. Okay. I'll I'll show you. Have you forgotten them? Okay. Basically... You link hands and you go, be kind and compassionate to one another. Be kind and compassionate to... You do that for a bit. And then you go, forgive each other, something like that. We just swing our arms around. (laughs) Forgive each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Not you. Well, Well, you. If you point at each other, then everyone's covered. And then there's a bit about the Bible and you point and you do some... Just... Flash your fingers around and you'll be in with me. Has anyone ever read this story? Oh, that's good, you know it. The snail and the whale. Would anyone like me to read it now? Okay. The snail and the whale. Are you sitting comfortably? Probably not on the very hard pews, but try your best. 
Okay. This is a tale of a tiny snail and a great big grey blue humpback whale. This is a rock as black as soot, and this is a snail with an itchy foot. The sea snail slithered all over the rock and gazed at the sea and the ships in the dock. And as she gazed, she sniffed and sighed. The sea is deep and the world is wide. How I long to sail, said the tiny snail. These are the other snails in the flock who all stuck tight to the smooth black rock and said to the snail with the itchy foot, Be quiet, don't wriggle, stay still, sit put, or the other way round, whichever you like. But the tiny sea snail sighed and sniffed, then cried, I've got it, I'll hitch a lift. This is the trail of the tiny snail, a silvery trail that looped and curled and said, Lift wanted around the world. This is the whale who came one night when the tide was high and the stars were bright. A humpback whale immensely long who sang to the snail a wonderful song of shimmering ice and coral caves and shooting stars and enormous waves. And this is the tale of the humpback whale. He held it out of the starlit sea and said to the snail, come sail with me. This is a sea so wild and free that carried the whale and the snail on his tail to towering icebergs and far-off lands with fiery mountains and golden sands. These are the waves that arched and crashed, that foamed and frolicked and sprayed and splashed the tiny snail on the tail of the whale. And these are the caves beneath the waves where stripy fish with feathery fins and sharks with hideous toothy grins swam round the whale and the snail on his tail. This is a sky so vast and high, sometimes sunny and blue and warm, sometimes filled with a thunderstorm. Do you like thunderstorms? With zigzag lightning flashing and frightening the tiny snail on the tail of the whale. And she gazed at the sky, the sea, the land, the waves and the caves and the golden sand. She gazed and gazed, amazed by it all. And she said to the whale, I feel so small. But then came the day the whale lost his way. There are the speedboats running a race, zigging, zooming all over the place, upsetting the whale with their ear-splitting roar, making him swim too close to the shore. This is the tide slipping away. And this is the whale lying beached in a bay. Quick, off the sand, back to the sea, cried the snail. I can't move on land. I'm too big. Moaned the whale. The snail felt hopeless. Then, I've got it, she cried and started to crawl. I must not fail, said the tiny snail. This is the bell on the school in the bay, ringing the children in from their play. This is the teacher holding her chalk, telling the class, sit straight, don't talk. Does your teacher do that? This is the board as black as soot, and this is a snail with the itchy foot. A snail, a snail, the teacher turns pale. 
Look, say the children, it's leaving a trail. This is the trail of the tiny snail, a silvery trail saying, save the whale. These are the children running from school, fetching the firemen, digging a pool, squirting and spraying to keep the whale cool. This is the whale coming into the bay and these are the villagers shouting, hooray! And the way, as the whale and the snail travel safely away. That'd be a day to remember, wouldn't it? Back to the docks and the flocks on the rocks who said, how time's flown and haven't you grown? And the whale and the snail told their wonderful tale of shimmering ice and coral caves and shooting stars and enormous waves and of how the snail, so small and frail, with her looping, curling, silvery trail, saved the life of the humpback whale. Then the humpback whale held out his tail and on crawled snail after snail after snail. And they sang to the sea as they all set sail on the tail of the grey-blue humpback whale. It's a great story. One of my favourite stories. Hey, go round the course. Excellent. And you know, some of us, I imagine, here feel like the big old whale. No offence, not being funny. But you know, we've reached a certain age and we feel we've been places We've secured our place in society, we've travelled, we know a little bit, and we feel, you know, quite big in our world. Whereas some of us might feel like the little snails. We're very young, we haven't travelled very far, we don't know that much compared to a lot of other people. We're still learning and we want to see lots of things. And sometimes as the tiny snail, we might feel... We're a lot smaller, we're not as important as those big whales around us, those adults that are all around. But you know, actually, that story shows that the big old whale and the tiny snail are just as important as each other. They just have different roles to play. And whether we're young, really young, teenage, or a bit older, or whether we're really old, or whether we're an adult, We each have roles to play. We're each as important as each other. Do you know in the Bible there's a wonderful bit where Jesus is talking to lots of adults and suddenly lots of children come up to him. And people have sent their children to him so that he can bless them, he can give them special blessing. And his friends, the disciples, are going, oh, shoo away, children. He's telling them to go away because Jesus is busy talking to the adults. But Jesus says this. He says, let the children alone. Don't prevent them from coming to me. God's kingdom is made up of people such as these. And this is a wonderful story because it shows that actually God values every single one of us. When Jesus was alive, children were unimportant. No one really, really talked to them or looked at them. They were just there until they became adults and then they were important. But Jesus said, no, children are just as important everyone else and that's why we have our service today because we think that children and young people are just as important as everyone else despite what the news says and the media says we think you're brilliant we think you're wonderful and that's why we have a celebration of children and young people today and that's why we've turned this chair into a sweet shop oh my goodness these are so 
heavy. And we're going to give out a little gift to each child and young person here. It's only a tiny gift, but what this gift is saying is you're amazing and we think you're wonderful. What we'd like you to do is maybe not eat them straight away, but maybe save them till we've finished the service. I wonder whether a couple of adults could come and help hand these out to the children. Maybe four adults would be good because I've got four little bowls. There you go. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Oh, we've got lots. Oh, okay. Wonderful. If you're a child or a young person or a baby or a adult of a baby you want to take sweets, take one. Enjoy. We're smelling the sweets through the packets at the front. Just get that smell. Brilliant. Has everyone over this side got one who's... Oh, no. Thank you very much. Has everyone got everyone got some sweets who thinks they should have? Anyone who's not an adult got sweets? Anyone not? Wonderful. These are for me then later. I'm going to have a... I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Let's pray together, shall we, before we sing our final song. Lord God, I want to thank you so much for all the children, young people here and all those who couldn't come this morning. Thank you for how wonderful they are. Thank you for all the gifts and skills that you've given them. And thank you that right now they are of great value and worth. Not when they become adults, but right now they are so wonderful. Help us to care for them. Help us to draw alongside them. Help us to protect them. That they might know how wonderful and special they are. Well, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing our final song, one which we sing quite a lot here at church, but as in all things, it had a verse for women, a verse for men, 
and then a verse for everyone. And we were like, that's not right. There's not a verse for children. So we sort of wrote our own. So that will come in here. We're going to stand and sing together. If you don't know this, when we finish our service, there will be refreshments. I understand that if you're in packs, you have biscuits with you, but drinks will come out to you. So you're welcome to stay in this section. If you'd like a hot drink... Thank you, Sean. If you'd like... Oh, if you'd like a hot drink, then um, please go through this door to the coffee hatch. Well, there'll be hot drinks and some cakes. So um, I'll leave it to people to, you know, decide what you want. You're welcome to stay and chat. And can I just say, you've all been brilliant. In all the weirdness that I've done, you've all been brilliant. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you very much. Let me say a final prayer and then you can enjoy maybe your sweets, your refreshments, your drinks. Let's pray together.